Our pal Andrew Raycroft is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's Frank it up. We go to Razor, who's with us on the Harbor One hotline. Andrew Raycroft, good morning. How are you, friend? Good morning, fellas. I'm doing great. Boy, did the bees need that. Snap the three-game losing streak. Look good in doing so. In all seriousness, granted, it's not going to tilt the season one way or another, but Razor, how important was getting a win last night for the bees? Well, I, I'm not sure the win, but they needed to play well. And we they got away from their game for their trip down to Florida and Carolina. I thought they played well in Tampa. If they had a loss the same kind of game against Tampa, against Toronto, you'd be like, oh, okay, at least they got back to their game. But to do it and, and then win convincingly again in the third period and to do it with depth. Uh, Carlo, Forbert, A.J. Greer, and Pavel Zaka being your goal scorers to get five against a really good Toronto Maple Leafs. They're, they're 20 and four at home going into last night's game. So they're, uh, they're a good team, and the Bruins made it look easy again, which should relieve everybody from thinking that the, the entire world was collapsing on this team. Oh, yeah. They was like, oh, I told you it was going to happen. No team can play that good for this long. The one thing is that is that is interesting to me, and maybe it just, you know, talks, maybe it says something about the makeup of this team is, you know, last year and years past when guys got demoted or, you know, the lines were changed and it seemed like, you know, somebody was getting punished for something that they did. There was a lot more storylines regarding that, who, what, why, and stuff like that. It happens now, and if nobody says anything about it. It's like it's like no big deal when somebody gets moved up or down. No, it, it's and it goes to the coaching. That That's Jim Montgomery, and that's his coaching staff. And he has done a wonderful job in just half a season of gaining the trust of his players, gaining the confidence of his players, and communicating well in that – there is no demotion. There is no promotion. I am trying to put you personally and the team in the best possible situation. And whether that's you doing well on our quote-unquote third line or our fourth line, that's what's best for you. And a lot of times, to your point, in, in, in the past, it has been a negative. And you talk about the demotion. Oh, Taylor Hall dropped down two lines because he hasn't scored. It. No, it's, it's Taylor Hall's helping the third line. And Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle are really good. Like, there's no talk of that that demotion, that negativity, and it goes to the coaching and of Jim Montgomery and the way he's been able to to gain the trust and to show the guys that no matter where they are in the lineup, he cares about how they're doing and what they're doing. Andrew Raycroft with Gresh and Fourier here on WEEI. I know there was a lot of talk, Razor, and I don't think we really broached it with you very much in terms of the trade deadline, but Bo Horvat ends up getting traded to the Islanders by the Canucks. Was that a real wish list thing for Bruins fans? And what do you make of Horvat going to the Islanders? Does that shake anything up or impact the Bruins negatively really in any way? No, it doesn't affect them negatively. I think I'm assuming there's some Bruins fans that that had him on the list. I I wasn't one of them because I assumed it was going to take a piece off your roster this year. And and yes, it would have been nice to be able to get Bo Horvat signed. He's an unrestricted free agent, but I, I want them to worry about signing David Pasternak before you bring another big name unrestricted guy in the mix. So 
Uh, it didn't really make sense, I don't think. It seems as though Bor Horvat wanted to go to the New York Islanders, and that was part of that puzzle as well. So uh, I think it's just good that that piece is off the table. There's one less guy out in the mix in the rumor mill, one less team that Don Sweeney has to call about and, and move on. I think the All-Star break will, will crank things up when it comes to the trade deadline. So w- would you say that uh, like the, their biggest, the, the Bruins' biggest, I guess, nemesis, would that be Carolina? Would that be the one team that's like, oh, crap, it just, wait, I don't know what it is about them, but they, they're, always, they're always tough. Yeah, they're going to be tough. They're, they're extremely well coached. They have big, long defense. We saw it in the playoffs last season. I think the, they have a very similar team to last year. They didn't make any changes at all. And the Bruins took them to seventh games without Hampus Lindholm and, and without Jim Montgomery behind the bench and, and Linus Allmark playing the way he is. So I, I think they're, it's going to be a tough series. But you're not going to also see them to the conference finals. So as we know in playoffs, the first round is the wild sprint. No one knows what's going to happen. Anything can go. By the time you get to the third round, which is when you would play Carolina, theoretically, if, if they both go that far, you've got injuries. You've got two, three, four weeks of playoff scars on you at that point. It's a completely different way of looking at it. So I don't think you even think about Carolina because both of them are pretty much locked in one and two. Carolina technically could catch Boston, but they're not dropping to number three. So you're not going to see they're not going to cross over. And if you the other team you're looking at is is Toronto and Tampa. That's that's the second round matchup, and I don't think anyone's going to look past the Tampa Bay Lightning if if you see them in the second round. Uh, it feels like the rest is coming at the right time. I know that Jim Montgomery, before even this Toronto game, had mentioned, hey, maybe some of this three-game losing streak is we need some guys who can take some time and sit down. I'm actually kind of glad that only Pasta and Linus are the ones who have to mess around with the All-Star game this weekend. Uh, how important is this rest period for this older Bruins group, or is that overrated in your mind? Well, no, it's it's important for everybody. It's it's certainly more important for for some of the older. David Krejci gets to go home and hang out with his family for a week. Like that's going to be extremely refreshing. Uh, the other guys made the cannonball run. I'm sure to Logan Airport this morning to get on a plane to Mexico and blow their brains out Ooh. for a couple of days and you know let it rip. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, 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 wait! wait. Go back. I love it. The cannonball run. To Logan, so it would would well, what would would that be the easiest flight to head to Cancun? Like, is that like the easiest well, direct flight? I don't. I mean, you, some guys are going to the island. But I mean, that was definitely one of our spots back in the day. We, you know, a few of us would meet up around the league, and yeah, you're, you're playing the Saturday night game at seven o'clock, and you have the six a.m. flight to Mexico the next morning. You basically stay up and, and then take a run to the airport at four in the morning to get going to, and get your get your break going. We're, I, I don't think the cannonball, the cannonball run line didn't get me. No. It's, you make the cannonball yes. run to go blow your brains out in Mexico for a couple of days. I always, Razor, I always thought that was interesting because, you know, like, you know, I think one time in my career, uh, my coach gave me a whole week off. <laughs> but for you guys, I mean, it's, I mean, it's routinely a legitimate amount of time that you can really – get out of Dodge and, like, not be worried about, like, getting back late or something, right? Because it's such a big chunk of time. Well, it is now, but when I played, it was only the three days. So, again, you had to maximize every minute. And, and yeah, you, it, nowadays, too, you, you could 
you could get away with missing a practice, I could you you would you would be cut. It would be a big problem. So you had to maximize, get the perfect play, and that's why that that six a.m. to Mexico was so important back in the day. Now they get a little bit more time, they get a little bit more rest. Uh, we were exhausted when we got back from it all. I was going to say that's the problem with the young guys. Okay, so yeah. before we tee up Razor to just go off on the All Star game, would you be willing? Did this is the tickle trunk question of the week right here, right? Would you be willing to disclose which teammate you got the drunkest with in your whole career? Well, yeah, I can do. I mean, Hal Gill and I were pretty good friends, and, and we spent a lot of time. He, we went. We we were. He was in Pittsburgh. I was in Denver, and we met each other in Cancun with the wives for a, a fun time. Um. So. So yeah. I mean, Hal would have no problem me telling everyone that. That that's that's no big deal at all. What I was is, always trying to keep up to the big fella. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Is was it someone egging you on to sort of stay up, or did you have like did Hal Gill know you enough that hey he might drink a Labatt's, but if I give him this drink, I'll have him you know <laughs> pantsless on the beach by nine. <laughs> well, we. Yeah, uh, we we would have a pretty good yin and yang going. We knew what buttons to push for each other, and, and I certainly could wind him up pretty easily. He, yeah, but he he definitely knew when uh, when it was go time for me as well. So yeah, we see we worked I, we bounced things off for each other pretty well. I am fascinated by this because I can't imagine how incredibly tough reentry would be if you go to Cancun <laughs> and then you have to come back. <laughs> To some cold, wintry destination, and it's freezing cold. And like, how long does it take you to get, I guess, reacclimated to, like, you know, just the lifestyle that is professional hockey? Well, no, you're pro, so you have to acclimate right away. I mean, that's that's the that's why you do it so quickly in and out. It's almost like you're so quick in and out; it it, it didn't even happen. Uh, you, you're basically close your eyes and wake up, and you're you're back wherever you were. So. No, you had to be a pro about it. You did have to, you you know, you fly, you soar with the, you fly with the Owls, you got to soar with the Eagles in the morning. Ooh, okay, oh, look at him. Look at all these little Razor. drops we got from Razor. This is fantastic. All right, let's get into this weekend, the NHL All-Star Game. Razor, I'm going to tee up on this. What skills competition event are you looking forward to the most? The splash shot, the pitch and puck the tendy tandem or the uh, accuracy shooting, maybe a little breakaway challenge. I mean, you're going to, I mean, you're, you're, you might get hammered just watching all this. <laughs> you know, I've, I've certainly blocked off my Friday night to not miss a second of it. <laughs> um, I think that the, the, the goal, the, tan, the tendy tandem, I mean, what um, fascinating. And, and listen, I, I do have kids old enough now to like, they're kind, they do get it and they're like into it and they'll think it's, cool um for me it's just it's a corporate event i'm glad it's in florida again like it should be in florida it should be in vegas every single time like let's make this like the super bowl where you're only going to good destinations if the guys have to go make it fun for them make it great for their families make it an actual break the other day it's a corporate event and that's that's what it is so uh i'm glad it's in florida for the guys but at the end of the day it's 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 comical, right? It, it is truly comical. The other thing I was thinking about, Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin shouldn't have to go to this. Like, there should be a limit. Like, this is great for Linus Allmark. First time, it's a really cool experience. You get to be around everybody. It's really cool. But 
David Pasternak's already at number five. Like, is he going to go to the next ten of these as well? And does it get old, and should we find a way to, to mix it up for everybody Wait, else? But can you get out of it? Can you just say, no, I don't want to go? You, I, no, now you have to miss a game either before oh, or after come the break. On. Part of that CB. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you can come up with the old growing injury the day before, but even that, I think the league's a little suspicious about that nowadays. That's amazing. Uh, so, if they, if uh, if the NHL, if you know guys like uh, Gary Bettman call up and they say, "Hey, I see this guy standing beside Jaffe. This guy Raycroft. He knows what he's doing." And if the commissioner called you and said, how do you fix the all-star game? What would you tell him? Well, I would tell him that you, and first and foremost, it has to be in Vegas every year. That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Secondly, gas 90% of the skills competition, make it, make it a two day round Robin tournament where you play games the first day, make it really uh, try and get it a little bit more competitive and, and find a way to have more meet and greet, bring everybody down on the ice, do more interactions rather than the random skills with guys putting wigs on. <laughs> with guys putting wigs on. Uh, Fantastic. There'll be, there'll be costumes and everything, you know, the whole thing, yeah. So, uh, so are you dipping out? Like, you got nothing to cover for, like, I mean, you got like a week and a half off, don't you? The bean pot Monday night, guys. Oh, oh we can bet on I that know, too. That's right. Yeah, I cannot bet on that. No, I can't. No, 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 no. We can. We can in another yes, state. Can. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but um, uh, wow, look at so that. No, the bean pot couldn't have come at a worse time, really, because because yeah, I can't duck out anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, Razor, we appreciate you, friend. We uh, we always love our chats. Thanks a bunch, and uh, we will uh, catch up with you next week. Enjoy the uh, bean pot. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Stay warm this weekend. Oh, yeah. We're going to try not to oh, die. Oh, we got a story about Fourier later, Razor. Yeah, you, should should be listen- <laughs> you should be listening. Yo, yo, yeah. I'm I'm am. I am. Awesome. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. There goes our guy, Andrew Raycroft of uh, Nesson, and, of course, right here at WEEI. He is with us on the Harbor One hotline. Oh, I tried to get the drink out of him. I wanted to know what Hal Gill would have given him to get him, like, dance off, pants off.